Previously, on Realms and Nerds, The Vasanoka Adventures. I've been hearing rumors of an evil brewing in Vermoor. Son, find out the truth and bring it back to me. Ben, I am tasking you to be the protector for my son. A great fire slashes the beaches of Farland. Who are you? Identify yourself. My name's Crawl. I think I just came back from the dead, see? Now I have one goal in life, and that's to kill the followers of Tiamat. I was standing on top of a mountain, where suddenly I disappeared and reappeared here. Wait, a mountain? In a place called Vermor. I feel like Bahamas making his will known, so I'll work with you guys. Then I guess all three of you are leaving first thing tomorrow morning. Ben, so you're, uh, not human then? No. I guess you could call me a changeling. I believe that's what people probably refer to us as. I say we go through Murdog. That's where my mother's from, and they should grant us safe passage. guys we're taking a road towards the Murdoch region uh which is going to be taking you uh just it's straight east road if you guys have been traveling for a little while you hit a small road that um if you guys decide to follow it it will take you into the town of Torenbach down the coast uh a little ways from Westport or if you guys want to stay on the same road you're heading you can guys can go right to the Torenbach river uh, and from there um you can follow the river Perhaps wait for a ferry to come by. They're pretty frequent on the river, considering that the river's mostly used. Important question. Yes. Do you mean a ferry like a boat? Yes. Or a ferry like a pixie with wings? A fer- a f- yes, a ferry like a boat. Okay, in this kind of world, it's pretty important. Yes. I. I... We're going to ride a pixie ferry across that river. Hi-o, Tinkerbell. So, I guess it's up to you guys. Um, Did we decide if we were going to Murdog or Hyler? Okay. Hal- Murdoch. Halir. We're going to Murdoch. Okay. Can I do a, uh, I, don't, I guess you could tell me what kind of check this way. Basically, I want to do a check to see if, uh, Lou has any prior knowledge about, like, if there's any reason they should go into this town. Into the town of Tornbach? Yeah. Like, if he knows anything about the town from his experiences. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess, just, um, do a history roll, I guess. I guess I'm just telling you what Lou knows, but. <laughs> so, 14? Uh, yeah, so with the 14, I can tell you, uh, most of what Lou knows is that Torenbach is a town. It's right on the coast, just like Westport. However, Westport is more of goods are constantly coming and going from that location, whereas the port city of Torenbach is more of goods get shipped in, and then from there they flow down the river into the northern heart of Farland. So, uh, there's not much wealth there. Um, a lot of people are constantly coming and going. Yeah, that's, that's about it. So is this, this is the same day, Yep, right? you guys rode straight through the morning and, uh, you just now got on this road that could potentially take you into Torenbach or you can continue on this road that you are, which is kind of just heading straight east towards the Torenbach River. Okay. Well, my vote's to go into the town. I'd really like to rest in a comfortable bed before we continue on our journey. 
Well, I mean, nice to see if there are more uh, necrophiliacs out there, so I say we head for town. Well, well, I was going to say something to the extent of where you lead I should follow, but I don't think I really want to follow up necrophilia. Well, that's all right. You can follow me. He can go off and do his own thing. Well, that's what I was... All right. And Ben just falls silent. All right. Cheer uh, up, Ben. We're on an adventure. <laughs> you guys get into the town of Torenbach, probably around uh, 5, 5.30. Sun is, you know, in that, that uh, kind of orangish yellow stage. Not, you know, it's it's going down. Sun's Ooh, getting real well, low, the big guy. You, but uh, I'm about ready for a night's sleep. Well, I don't exactly sleep, so I guess I'll just hit the bar. I, too, would like... A cold ale and uh, warm company. Well, I'm not surprised, Lou. You did wake up fairly late in the day. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you you guys all heading to the local tavern? Before I do so, I, uh... So, is there a bank in this town? A bank? (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) yes. There is a bank. Okay. I would like to make a withdrawal of 300 Lou dimes. (laughs) So I'd like to go to the bank if I could. Okay. The bank is located just down the street from the tavern, probably two or three buildings down on your right. Out front, uh, you know, you just got your traditional horse posts. The front of the building, pretty normal, just wooden, like most of the houses and buildings in this region. So you go inside. Okay. Uh, do you guys, are you guys following, or are you uh, going to the, now we're, the ben is, No, Ben is, no, no and no. Okay. Ben is going to be tying up his horse at that post, his horse Winifred, and he's going to stand post outside of this bank while Lou is in there uh, getting the money, 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 honey. All Carl's right. trying to keep a somewhat low profile, because he is undead, so he's not too sure how people are going to react, so he's trying to not draw attention to himself. Right I'm now. not. Dead Until yet. Of course he hits the tavern. <laughs> right now he's just gonna stand. Then it's shots, back. shots, 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 everybody. Alright. So Kroll and Ben are just going to be standing outside the bank and Lou is going in. Walk up to the counter. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, sir. Hello, my name is Lou Westarian. Uh I, I suppose you know who I am. Oh, of course. How may I assist you, my prince? Well, you see, it would appear that uh when we Left on our journey, we neglected to uh, bring my purse along with me. I was wondering if it would be possible to secure a small loan from you. Obviously, uh, we could send word to my father, and it could be repaid in short term. Uh, It would not take very long. Hmm. This is quite peculiar. I will send word to your father. Dear Dad. I need money, so I got a loan from the... Hey, yo, daddy-o! I I got some big bucks down in the city. I need you to uh, cover me. Yeah! Hmm, this is quite peculiar. I will send an eagle to your father. You should hear back very shortly, if you'd like to go find a place to stay for the night. Of course, yes. Um, Since you're sending an eagle, would you mind if I add a little bit to the letter? Of course not. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm going to take the uh, paper that he offers me and just write, Dear Father, I'm terribly sorry. When I left home, you know I was in a 
bit of a rush, and I appear to have forgotten my purse. If you could approve a small loan from the bank, I would be incredibly grateful. Everything is going well so far. Ben is proving himself to be a noble companion, and our other party member seems to be doing his part with regards Lou. So he looks, he, ta- he sets the pen down, looks back at the paper and realizes that all it says is, Hey, yo, Dad, I just assumed you'd give me a lot of money when I left. Signed, Lou. Um, I mean, Lou can get money. I don't think he's high while he's writing this. <laughs> Are you going to uh, seal this in any way, any fashion? I believe he should have a signet ring. If not in your backstory, being a royal. I guess we never really talked about it. I don't know if he ha- if it actually says in his backstory if he has one. It's uh um, in your backstory. It's one of the things that's on you for the. Oh yes, it is. Noble. I say I've got a signet ring. Even yes, it definitely is. All right, I'm gonna kind of fold this letter up and take my signet ring and uh, seal the letter. All right. Uh, yeah. So. Lou carefully rolls this letter up, uh, and the banker, whose name is Raj, by the way, Raj is going to grab some wax that is on his counter and put a small drop on there, and Lou is going to take his signet ring and press it right into it, leaving his family crest for his father. After that, Raj simply says, um, yes, please just come back in a few hours. We should hear from your father. Absolutely. Will, uh, will you be open late tonight, or shall I stop by in the morning? Yes, uh, I should be here for most of the night. I have some paperwork to do, but, uh, if it's locked, just knock. I may answer. If not, come by in the morning. Very well. I will see you soon, good sir. Thank you, my prince. So, Lou's just going to step out of the bank, yeah? Uh, yeah. Awesome. And Ben and Kroll are waiting outside for Lou as he exits the bank. And where the where's the trio headed now? I suppose the tavern to rest up and well wait now for that Eagle. yeah now that that's settled I'd like to grab a drink or two before I come back over. I'm right there with you, bud. I'll follow along, but don't expect me to partake in anything. Uh, so you guys go to the tavern. Like I said, it's just a few buildings down on your left now. You know your traditional. Double swinging doors to push open. What? Bars off to the left side. It uh, goes down about half the length of the main room and then uh, turns off. Um, in the back corner is a pool table or a jonkers table. <laughs> jonkers? Jonkers. What is jonkers. that? It's kind of like pool. Oh, like you swim in it? You take you, you take some sticks and you hit yeah. some balls. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah, jonkers. Ben's going to go play that. All right. And on the other side of this room is seating area, booths along the right side. Uh, and in the far back, there is a staircase that uh, starts in the right corner and goes up towards the left. Ben does that. I thought you were playing the game. Yeah, are you playing? Yeah, yeah right. I'm Our playing the jo- game. Yonkers? I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm, I'm going to Yonkers. <laughs> All right, uh, Lou's gonna walk over to the to the bar. Uh, good sir, a round of ale, please. Um, excuse me. Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry, ma'am. Uh, my my mistake. We're off to a great start. Yeah. What do you want? Uh. Something to drink, if it's not too much trouble. Of course. Uh, what do you want? Uh, uh, just an ale for me. 
coming right up. This bartender goes, fetches you some ale from the barrels, and brings it back to you and sets it down. Anything else? Um, do you rent rooms here? Yeah, it's a tavern. Do do you have any available tonight? How many do you need? Um, and he's going to lean over uh, and yell over to the corner where Ben is. Ben, do you want to share a room with me? Um, um, um. I knew it. I knew this um, was going to happen. Um, <laughs> so just the honeymoon suite and a single? <laughs> uh, well, maybe the honeymoon um, suite for um, me. Uh, I think uh, two um, rooms for them. Um. Oh, I don't need a room. Okay. Whatever, Playboy. What one honeymoon and then one other room? Then I suppose. Uh, she's gonna reach under the bar, grab three keys out, throw them out on top of the bar. Payments in the morning. Don't go without paying. And how much do you charge for your rooms? Uh, it's twenty gold each. All right. I've got 20 gold to my name. Hey, yo, daddy, yo. (laughs) You got the big bucks. King, you want to cover me on this one? Anything else? Uh, That will do for now, thank you. All right. She turns and goes back to polishing glasses. Uh, Oh, wait. Um, I don't believe I caught your name. (sighs) Sana. Uh, All right, Sana, my name is Lou. It's very nice to meet you. Yeah, I bet. Well, um, I'll be seeing you then. Yep, probably all night. Woo! I win another round! Good on you, Ben! (laughs) And, uh, I'm just gonna go sit at, uh, one of the tables, I guess. Alright. Hey, I'll catch up with you later. And Kroll's actually going to leave the tavern. He's... Without paying! (laughs) He hasn't drank anything, Bob. (laughs) And he's going to, um, explore the town a little bit. Okay. You looking for something in particular, or just want to know what's um, around? Just kind of getting a feel for the town, because, um, well, you never know, there might be some... Women. Pe- yeah, sure. <laughs> there, might, there might be people here of a uh, detestable nature he has to keep his eye out for, you know, maybe pick up on people who are followers of Tiamat, he doesn't know. Sure. So, uh, as Kroll's walking around for about an hour or so, he's able to learn a little bit about Tornbach. Tornbach is built on the Tornbach River, right at the mouth of the river. Pretty easy, simple stuff. Um, the biggest part of the town is most definitely on the west side of the river. The east side of the river is uh, just sim- a little bit smaller. Most of the activity takes place on the west side, uh, probably also because it's closer to Westport and they don't have to cross over the river if there's any goods coming. Just a little bit easier. Uh, it's a, the town's mostly made of wood with some stone buildings here and there. For the most part, the main stretch that you guys are on right now has a tavern, a brewery, has a few hotels. Um, there's different shipping companies that are scattered along all throughout the city just because, you know, for the most part, uh, a lot of this town is just about goods coming in and then shipping down the river. Once you get closer to the docks on the river, uh, that's where the, kind of the industry really starts pumping, and that's just mainly laborers are uh, always working over there. There's it's not really a public area. It's more so you're over there if you're there for business most of the time. And, I mean, that's pretty much Tornbach in a nutshell. I don't see anything iffy or... Uh, no, I don't think you see anything that anything. is really suspicious or anything. 
All right, then I head back to the tavern. Uh, as the sun starts to set and nighttime starts to, you know, really set in, um, more and more people start coming in the tavern, you know, for drinks and uh, things of that sort. There's definitely some humans, uh, human males, females scattered around. There's a few half-elves in there and uh, a few dwarfs in the, the right corner. Right as you walk in, there's a big booth and uh, sitting in the booth are two goliaths kind of just minding their own business. They have huge glasses of ale. Both of them have war axes propped up against the table next to their booth. I mean, for the most part, you got a couple people playing jonkers over jonkers. in the corner. Occasionally throughout the night, you know, a few people head upstairs, hit the hay. Not too much activity going on, nothing crazy. I guess Lou would like to try and go over and uh, talk to a couple of the women that are hanging out. Okay. Lou is, what, standing at the bar, I assume? Or had been sitting um, at the bar? He went to a table that was next to the bar. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, two girls, one blonde, one brunette, sitting at the bar, and Lou walks up. Hello, ladies. And roll a charisma check. <laughs> Just from that. <laughs> All right. Hello, ladies. That's an 18. Continue. <laughs> All right, Pierce Brosnan, go ahead. <laughs> uh... My name is Lou Westerian. Oh my gosh, Lou Westerian? Whoosh, all the girls. Yes, hello, it is I, yes. Ben hears us come over the... the I'm Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. Just like the spice. Uh, Yes, of course. And uh, she just kind of sleekly winks at Lou. Alright, and he's going to turn to her (laughs) companion. And you are? My name's Daisy. Hello, nice nice to meet you. Nice meeting you too, Lou. Well, uh, would you care to come sit with me? Oh, of course. (laughs) And just like that, Lou's picked up two girls and is now sitting at his table. Literally or figuratively? Yes, he picks them up with his big man (laughs) muscles. (laughs) I do have a plus three on strength, so Um, I probably could pick them up. And actually, uh, son of the bartender has been standing by, polishing some glasses, uh, pouring a few drinks while Lou strolls up to the counter. And as Lou walks away under her breath, she just goes, pretty boy. Oh, she's seen them all. <laughs> he's just going to shrug it off. He's in a good mood. So uh, after I've hung out with them for a little while... And he's not drinking too much because he doesn't want to get crazy. Okay. But uh, after he's been there for a little bit. Now, ladies, uh, I need to run down the street to the bank. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, of course not. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he's going to take a quick jog up to the bank. All right. Coral's going to actually go up to the bar. Her name's Sana, is it? Yep, Sana. So, Sana, can I get some of your uh, best ale, if you don't mind? It's uh, It's on my buddy's tab. Oh, you mean the prince? Oh yeah, I'm his I'm his traveling companion. He he'll he'll put up for me. <laughs> yeah, all right. So as he um, drinks whatever ale he gets, how long have you been here on Tornbach? Um, I don't know, like three years or so. Where are you from? Well, I'm from up north. My f- mom and dad were just some ranchers. That's interesting. So you're not originally from around here, are you? Nope. So how'd you get into the tavern business? <sighs> uh, it's a long story. 
Well, I got nowhere to be, and trust me, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> well, all right. Um, well, it all started, like I said, on my mom and pa's ranch. Just grew up like any other kid. <sighs> pa got killed by some uh, some bandits. Some, I think they were ogres. I don't really know. After that, Ma just, I don't know, she just wasn't the same. I took off at 18 when Ma died and just been bumming around ever since. Oh, I'm sorry for you. I truly am. Nah. And she's uh, gonna fill his cup back up. It's not all bad. I mean, get to see the fools of the world. Well, that's gotta be entertaining. <laughs> it sure is. A few more people sit down at the bar and, uh, excuse me, who runs down the street, goes to the bank. Uh, there's just one torch out front of the bank. Uh, you don't really see any lights on inside or anything. Okay. Uh, is it locked? I don't know. Are you going to try the door? They're closed. You're too late. Yes. I would like, <laughs> yes. I would like to try the door, please. Uh, the door is locked. Okay. <laughs> wrecked. Get wrecked. Uh, I'm going to knock then. All right. Lou knocks, waits just a few seconds, and um, Raj comes to the door. Uh, yes, how may I help you? Uh, hello, good sir. Uh, Lou Westerian, I'm... Yes, 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 of course. I'm of course. back, of course. Uh, has the eagle returned? Yes, yes. Okay. Please, uh, come inside. Yes, I hope your work this evening is going well. Of course. Uh, he opens the door for you to walk in, uh, and then closes it and locks it behind you. He's uh, gonna die. <laughs> walks over to the main counter and Raj stands behind the counter. Um, yes, your father wrote back. Uh, he said that I could give you, um, ruffles through some papers. He said that I could give you 430 gold pieces. Uh, well, thank you, good sir. Uh, and he's going to turn around, walk down a small hallway, uh, come back with a small purse. Thank you very much. And uh, would you like me to uh, sign some paperwork, perhaps give you my seal, so, something of that nature? Oh, your father took care of it all. Don't worry. I, I appreciate your trust. Uh, you know that the Westerian family is honorable and we will uh, take care of this debt. Yes, yes, of course. Have a good night, my prince. You as well, and uh, good work to you. Thank you. So Roger's gonna escort you to the door, open it up, and Lou walks back out and he's on the street. Okay. Uh, is Lou gonna head back to the tavern now? Yeah, he's got some girls waiting for him. <laughs> and apparently a mounting bar tab as his friends are ringing up under his name. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing Dad came through. I'd be in trouble with this stupid undead paladin. Yeah. <laughs> The price of being royalty. Um, yeah, so Lou walks back in, and when he pushes open the door, he flings it open, and right as he does, there's a dwarf that's walking by it. Hey! What are you doing? Oh, my, my apologies. Uh, yeah, yeah! Your apologies, huh? Look, I, I meant no offense. Ah, that's what they all say, them tall boys! <laughs> no offense! Take my land, no offense! Look, my friend, could I buy you a drink? A drink?! Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Everything solved with alcohol. Uh, Why is alcohol such a good commodity? Come, all right, come, come with me, and I'm gonna uh, usher him to an uh, an open seat at the table that I was sitting at. Yeah, 
This is uh, Jasmine and uh, Daisy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a long night. Sana, could I get a round of ales all around over here, please? Coming up. Uh, Sana's going to rush over, get, what, four glasses? And she comes back to the table and sets four ales down. And immediately goes back to the bar. Where she props up against the bar and is smiling as she watches Lou try and solve this situation. Alright, well, I guess we're just gonna start drinking our beer and, uh, have a good time. As these four ales show up, this dwarf immediately grabs his and... Puts the entire thing down, uh, and then grabs Lou's before he does, and starts <laughs> sipping off it. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, could certainly know put your beers down. Oh, you better believe it! Well, uh, by all means, dr- drink up. I will! And, uh, he takes the cup and, uh, walks across to the bar while he's finishing it. Puts it down at the edge of the bar and exits the tavern. Okay. Well, that was easy. Um, alright, Lou's gonna take a couple steps over to the bar and go, uh, I hate to trouble you, but, uh... <laughs> uh what, you need another brew? Uh, if it's not too much of an inconvenience, I appear to have found myself without one. She already has one actually under the bar that she puts down uh, uh, right on the bar. All right. Joran comes in here a lot. Uh, I can tell. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to the table. We're going to hang out for a while. And then, uh, I guess I'll invite them to come up to my honeymoon suite with me. Mm. Uh, well, you better roll a good old-fashioned... No, not charisma. What is it? Dece- Deception. Deception. Persuasion. Persuasion. Deception. <laughs> these poor girls. I got a big one, and you're going to enjoy it. Persuasion? Okay. Uh, that's 22. Like that usual, might. Lou right. is smooth as butter. Well, ladies, this has been quite a fun evening. I'd hate to see it end so soon. What do you say that uh, we move this upstairs? I have booked the honeymoon suite. Oh, of course we will. <laughs> All right. Well, Lou's uh, off to bed. All right. Kroll's just going to remain at the bar chatting with Sana. Okay. How's Ben's luck been at the table? Uh, ben actually has been doing quite good at Jonkers, believe it or not. I'm surprised he's had time to win with all his disapproving glances at Lou. Yeah. <laughs> he can't quite focus. Um, he actually has profited 20 gold pieces off these suckers at these Jonker tables. <laughs> uh, good. That's enough to pay off his room. Uh, so at that point, he's going to call it a night. Because uh, he's been up since the crack of dawn, so he's going to hit the hay, as it were. All right. So, at this point, Lou's already gone upstairs with his two girls, and Ben is now turning in. Kroll, how long are you going to stay at the bar? I don't know, until she either oh, kicks but... me upstairs or just all night, I guess. <laughs> Offer to clean a table or something, you know? Uh, he's bored! He can't, fall, okay, okay. he can't fall asleep! He can't sleep! Alright, alright. Yeah, so, um... Kroll and Sana talk through most of the night. Um, they both come to uh, enjoy each other's company quite a bit, actually. Um, Sana opens up to Kroll, I mean, as much as uh, a pretty cold person can. 
Curl does indeed help her wipe down a few tables and put some chairs up. The sun's just starting to come up. Uh, the morning bartender comes in and relieves Sana of her duty, and she heads off. It's nice chatting with you. Uh, it was nice meeting you, Sana. I hope we get to uh, talk again soon. Uh, don't worry, I, uh, I, I didn't charge you for your room. Oh, well, thanks. I much appreciate that. No problem. Uh, she heads off. Morning comes around. The rooster's crowing. Ben uh, gets ready for the day. Uh, and you're going to head downstairs. Uh, and what about Lou? Uh, I mean, I think Lou's getting up fairly early. Uh-huh. Maybe not as early as Ben, uh-huh. but, I mean, he didn't get trashed or anything last night, so. Yeah. I mean, maybe he had a little bit of a late night, but he's still getting up pretty early. Okay. Uh, so, both Kroll and Ben being downstairs, part of the room fee is uh, also breakfast included in the morning. So, they eat up. Uh, and I assume right about the time that they're finishing eating, Lou is just now groggily moving down the stairs. Missed breakfast again, I see. Looks like you had a fun night. Oh, it was quite enjoyable. Um, I think I've got time for a quick bite before we take off. So, uh, is this like a buffet or do I have to order breakfast? Um, the bartender actually was listening to you, uh... As you're talking to Ben and Kroll, and actually on the grill is already some a uh, few strips of bacon and some scrambled eggs that are already ready. Uh, you can just throws it on a plate and shoves it in front of you. Well, thank you, good sir. Of course. I'm just gonna eat this real quick and uh, say, "All right, well, I suppose I should settle up my tab before we leave." Yeah. So uh, looks he like you, sir. Uh, what is it? Oh. Are you Sir Pretty Boy? (laughs) (laughs) Ben laughs. (laughs) Well, uh, he sure is. I'm I'm flattered. I'm sure. Uh, I suppose so. Uh, Uh, Looks like it's a thirty gold piece for your room, and your tab looks like woof. It's gonna be eighty in total. Uh, (laughs) You sure drink a lot there, bud. And, uh, how much did you pay for your drinks, Cole? Oh, uh, you know me. <laughs> I believe he paid in the work that he helped do overnight. I mean, while I, you I didn't were, say uh, I clean the bar, so he probably with, gave me with a free your, pass. With your companions, shall we say? Oh, actually, uh, there is a few charges crossed off here. I'm sorry. Um, 65. All right, good sir. And here you are. Thank you. For the record, Ben paid his tab when he first went down in the morning. Yes, so, yeah. yeah, the twenty twenty dollars gold yep. pieces, whatever. Dollars. Dollar gold. Twenty fantasy dollars. Woo! You guys really have two options now. You can look for uh, a ferry that would be able to carry you and your horses, or there is uh, roads that follow most of the river going quite a bit of ways. Uh, so if you guys just want to go on those. Well, I just walk. I'm going to be honest. So this time when you said ferries, I actually did think like a ferry, oh, not like a ferry boat. You're <laughs> such an idiot. Anyway, we want to just walk and save money. I mean, I'm fine with either way. However, I do think that Winifred could use the exercise. I propose that we take the river up to the Builder's Road. From there, we can head east towards Lockmar. Sounds good to me. Yeah, so you guys are now heading off going northeast, following this river. Uh, as you get out of the main 
hustle and bustle of Torenbach, the land surrounding it. There's a few small farms here and there. Like most of Farland, it's rolling grassy hills, small forests and trees scattered everywhere. I can um, Farland. You guys also see some wild herds of horses, um, as well as horses that are on ranches, and um, Farland makes a lot of its living off of horses. Uh, don't say. Or I guess I should say, most of the people... Inland in Farland, uh, do a lot of work with horses and yeah. So um, been traveling a while. When all of a sudden, this river, which it quite clearly flows north, you all of a sudden you just see water that looks like it's going back south, and then you see this big wave, and on top of this big wave is this giant raft that looks like it uh, it could be some kind of a ferry. And it's on top of this huge wave, and it, this wave is rolling, and he's carrying the ship back up towards the Torenbach port. Uh, when suddenly, this water level just levels out, uh, and this ferry is now floating right down the river, right next to you. There's a dwarf on it. No, there's not a dwarf on it. Who's on that it? That dwarf isn't see? on it. Uh, how about you roll a perception check? Well, okay. Maybe I will. That's a nat 20, sir. Whoa! On this raft that is quite large and looks like it's meant for carrying cargo and perhaps horses and other larger means of transportation, you see a man, well, he's about 5'5", five five, blue skin with blue hair, uh, he has elf ears, kind of a stonish-looking face that seems like it's wet and almost dripping all the time, as well as his skin. It seems like it's moist. Probably the water. Is it a triton? Uh, and this man is actually a genasi, a water genasi. Um, don't see many of those around. That's something you don't see every day. Oi, my name's Rainley. What could I do you for? I'm sorry, could you run that sentence by me again? <laughs> I said my name's Rainley. What could I do you for? What can you do me for? <laughs> what God, can man. you do me for? Yeah. What? What? Were you controlling the currents, or was that... Oh, yeah, 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 no. Uh, well, uh, you see, I'm a water genasi, so uh, controlling the water's kind of like my thing. Oh. How convenient. Well, hello. Uh, do you think you could give us a ride north to the Builder's Road? Well, I mean... I might as well, I mean, but what could you do for me? Well, um, you could always add it to your sales pitch that you've had the crown prince on your boat. (laughs) Well, yeah, you see, uh, I'm a water genasi, so controlling water is kind of like my thing. So, I've been all over this land, you know, all the water, oceans, rivers, just go wherever the water takes me. Well, if the... If the fame alone is not enough payment for you, I I do have some gold I could give you. Eh, just get on board and I'll see how I feel about you. Oh, he's going to end up having to pay him then. (laughs) Well, well, that's very kind of you. Yeah, of course. All right, so uh, Lou's going to get on. Ben will then get on as well. 
Uh, so he's actually gonna... Crow will go on his Yeah, way. after he makes land so he can't get on. <laughs> he's, he's actually, what he's gonna do is, um, he's going to turn this ferry completely around so that the door can fall right on the bank of the river, and all three of you actually are just able to walk right on with your horses. This ramp goes back up, and the ship turns and starts flowing north uh, down the Tornbach River. Now tell me, we don't have very many genasi here in Farland. What made you choose to settle here? Settle? You said anything about settling? Well, I know you said that you've been something of a a nomad, but you you chose to stay in this region, am I correct? No, not not really, just just for a short time. So, So you've been all over this world then? Well, yeah. Well, uh, so what do you what do you think of Farland so far then? For the most part, I uh, for the most part, I like it. Uh, it's fun land. How recently have you been out east? East? Well, you see, I was spending some time in the in the Sana River Valley not too long ago. Uh, before I uh, I got on a ship that brought me over to Farland. So how are things out east? Well, you see, it's not too bad. The halfling population in the Sana River Valley is real nice folk. They're very giving, and it's, uh, it's always fun to help them, you know, uh, get help them with their irrigation, and, uh, you know, they have invented the neatest little mini-surfing thing in their canals. Oh, oh, it's so amazing. Well, that doesn't sound too bad, boys. Rainley, I have to ask you, uh, I, not the, uh, most pleasant of topics, but we've heard some concerning rumors of an evil in the East. Do you know anything of this? Yeah, I've heard of it, but haven't seen much evidence of it, personally. Tell us what you've heard. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I've heard news of a dark sorcerer and such of, uh, land getting corrupted and such. That That's it. Demons and devils. Tricky well, business. We appreciate the information you've been able to give us. Of course. Have you heard anything about undead, maybe? Uh, well, not really any news of undead. Just the rumors are always of creatures from the depths. Well, all right. Well, now you have, because, uh, fun fact, he's undead. Indeed. Crawl slaps, Ben. What do you think you're doing? You don't need to spread this around? I mean, I don't think he's taken aback much friend. by it. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're cool with me, I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with most people. Solid. You just gotta get a reading for people. I wouldn't have shared that if I didn't think he would take it so well. I suppose not. I, don't, I, just, I just want, pe- I don't want people freaking out. See? Sure. Sure. Hey everybody, this is Sedge. And this is King Kegel, aka Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual, a gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius.
and attractive. Hey listeners, RJ here, and welcome to the mid-podcast break. Let's get right to it. If you're enjoying the episode and have not already, please consider adding us to your podcast subscription. And if you know anyone else you think would also enjoy the podcast, we definitely recommend sharing the show with them. Word of mouth is proven to be one of the best ways for podcasts and other media to increase their listener and viewer base. I am currently working on getting our podcast's Twitch channel to the affiliate level so I can upload episodes of the podcast as videos to that platform. As of the time of recording this, the channel is only 8 followers away from the required 50, and the only other requirement we have to meet to be able to get to affiliate is having an average of 3 viewers per stream. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash realmsnerds, R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S. I've actually started editing both this podcast and the Cedar Country podcast on stream on the channel, so if you'd like a behind-the-scenes look or just want to chat, feel free to stop by. Podcast editing streams are Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, and also occasionally on Sunday and or Thursday nights at around 7.30 p.m. on nights when we don't meet to record for one of the podcasts. If you haven't followed our social media yet, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all with the user handle Realms Nerds. One word, no space or underscore. If you make a post on social media about the podcast, please be sure to include the hashtag RealmsNerds, spelt the same way as our account name. If you're on Discord, we have a community group for all of our homebrew entertainment projects, which currently encompasses this podcast, the Cedar Country podcast I do with fellow Realms and Nerds co-host Ray, and my Red Sun 55 video game streaming and uploads content. It's a place for our fans to get connected as a community, and as such includes a whole section about the community, where you can share pictures of your pets, selfies, memes, projects that you've made or are working on, and a place to just discuss whatever else you'd like. You can find a link to the group in the episode description, and when you join, we do ask that you first please read and accept the group rules. In case you are a newcomer to the podcast, I'd like to inform you that we are concurrently running two separate campaigns. This one, called The Vassanoke Adventures, shown as Season 2 in Apple Podcasts, and another called The Return of Ornon, shown as Season 1 in Apple Podcasts. The episodes for the campaigns are released alternately, which, looking ahead from this release, means that Episode 22 of the Ornon campaign will be released before the third episode of this campaign. Listening to the Return of Ornon campaign is not required to understand or enjoy this campaign, so don't feel like you have to go back and listen to those episodes to enjoy this campaign. Thanks again to our friend Kyle for composing our main introductory theme, and thanks again to Justin of the Lit Gaming Arena podcast for your arrangement of the tune, which is used as the main theme for this campaign. Thanks, as always, to all of you for listening to our podcast we very much appreciate each and every one of you. Now let's get back into episode two of the Vasanoka Adventures. <laughs> Hello! Check out our podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Every episode we review a beer, talk about games we play, and recommend a podcast or something else. I'm Willie. I'm not your normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. <laughs> I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video <laughs> games. 
We drink while we record. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. <laughs> find us wherever you find podcasts and enjoy. So, uh, you guys have been traveling on trip for a few hours. Um, Rainley is quite attuned with water and is able to constantly propel the water behind his ship, uh, which allows him to kind of just skate down this river quite quickly. So, uh, if you don't mind my asking, why do you use such a large raft if all that's on it seems to be you? Well, sometimes I put stuff on this ship to, uh, get a book. Other times, just nice to pick people up and, uh, see where they're going. Just going where the water flows, you say? Yeah, I mean... This isn't the only ship I use. I sell it when I'm done with it. Get a new one. Quite an interesting life you lead. You could say that. Well, anyways, we're very appreciative of your help in getting us northward. Of course. He's going to uh, just go back to uh, tend to some stuff in the back. Um, look, was just looking at his ship. Gives you guys a second to kind of just discuss and have a moment alone by yourself. So, where are we going after uh, Lockmar? Any plans? Ben is actually going to walk away into the corner and practice uh, turning into a, his appearance into that of a water genasi now, I guess. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so um, you can take on a light blue skin appearance. His eyes are kind of like dark blue marbles uh, oh. with just like a black pupil. And uh, as far as hair goes, um, his hair is another uh, lighter shade of blue, but darker than his skin color, lighter than his eyes. Uh, and at the ends, it actually stands up and kind of swirls like there's water constantly on the very tip of it, kind of moving it around as it floats a little bit. Okay. Say, Rainley, do you happen to have any fishing poles? Oh, Yeah. Uh, he, uh, goes actually to, like, his, his small little cabin and, uh, in the back and, um, comes out with two fishing rods. I think I'd like to do a, a spot of fishing while we're on the river. Well, I'll slow it down then. The boat slowly starts to slow down a bit, just to the point where, you know, you're not scaring all the fish away. Okay, I'm gonna take a rod and, uh, go up to the top of the boat to do some fishing. Alright, um, you know what, roll, uh, roll a survival check. Okay. Uh, 15. I think Rainley stops down and is fishing for, uh, with you for probably about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, he's able, he catches two pretty large fish, about 10 inches each. You get three or four. Uh, they're a bit smaller, about, you know, like a, like a three inch, four inch fish. A couple of minnows. Okay. Ben, I don't suppose you could fix these up for supper tonight. Those appear to be a bit small, but I think I could manage. And Rainley's actually gonna take both of his fish and <laughs> slap them down. <laughs> How long are his fish that he caught? Both about like ten inches. Look at that. <laughs> hey, Rainley, you mind if I share one now of your fishes? Now you see that? Yeah, I'm hungry too. That's more of a, well, uh, a dinner type of fish. I'm not exactly fish. hungry, per se. I, I don't exactly need food, but I do love the flavor. Right. Yeah. So Rainley is going to um, start deboning one of his fish. And offers the other fish to get deboned by anyone else. 
Well, I don't have a knife. I ha literally my only weapon. Yeah, Ben is gonna be working sword. on. I'm gonna debone it with a great sword. I mean, I, I have hand axes. Ben will start. I have, I have short swords. If you're looking at like yeah. items, I don't have any dat like knives in my equipment. You wouldn't happen to have an extra flaying knife, would you? But like, yeah. But Ben's gonna Ben's gonna help like with the ones that Ben caught or that Lou caught because Lou asked him to. And then I guess if, uh, uh, and because, uh, Rainley, I guess, is offering or wanting someone else to do it, he can do that one as well. Okay. Uh, so let's roll a survival check to see what your survival skills are. Well, that's a seven. <laughs> um, yeah. So while you're working on these smaller fish, uh, having a bit of a hard time just because they have some cut real small bones. Yeah. <laughs> real small fish. <laughs> Yeah. Little minnows. Little um, three-inch fish. So uh, as you're actually working on them, I think Kroll walks over and uh, borrows a knife from Rainley. Uh, you want to roll a survival check to see how you do deboning this second fish. That's a 19. Kroll apparently uh, was a, a big fisher well, you know, on top a, of a he mountain. He was a butcher in the, you in know. the mountain. Place he had to do work, or he had to work with the cooks a few times you know so um he, he he does pretty well and um as you guys have been journeying it's probably about um three o'clock in the afternoon right now so you guys can either uh, go a little longer uh, and then pull over to start a fire and uh, cook this fish up or if you want you can just stop right now and start preparing for like a supper Rainley. You're you're really the one kind of driving this boat. So, uh, about how long do you think we should be going down the river before making camp for night? Uh, where what? are you guys trying to go? Well, we're trying to make for Lockmar, see. Yeah, uh, well, on the what? river we got, um, uh, next ports are gonna be, uh, Westbach and then Weston. I believe if you could drop us at the Builder's Road, we could make our way from there. Yeah, all right. It's going all the way past Weston, then. All right. We can stop at nightfall. We should be to the Builder's Road about midday tomorrow. Sounds good. Uh, I, that sounds fine for me. I, I think that we're making good time. I concur. All right. So you guys keep chucking on and stopping. Rainley pulls this ferry over, and just like you did when you guys were loading up, he turns the boat sideways and brings it right up to the bank and this door falls down onto the river bank and then he hands Lou and Kroll two ropes to tie to some trees right there that are attached to his boat. Uh, and you guys tie those knots. Hopefully pretty good. Hopefully. Yep. Wake up in the morning his ferry's gone. <laughs> you guys gonna eat anything with your fish? Gonna look for anything? Lou, are you feeling like anything to... Uh accompany the fish that we have. Should I go scrounging around for uh, berries or something? Well, I'm, I'm all f always for a balanced meal if we could find something else to go along with it. All right, I shall return. And Ben is going to go foraging. It's a rolling nature check. Okay. So you said nature check? Yep. That's going to be 13. So I think that after... Look around for about 15 minutes or so. Ben comes back with um, a, a small handful of berries, um, some other edible plants and stuff that he's found. And um, uh, it's just a little little bit of nice extra flavor that you guys are able to add to the fish. Guys, start cooking. Uh, everything goes pretty normal. Guys, have a nice meal. 
So, I mean, as you're sitting with Ranley, what are you guys chatting about? Let me tell you, when you die, it is not as bad as it seems. I speak from experience. Yes, we, we all know. The, wor- the worst part is the coming back. <laughs> if you happen to get that lucky. Wouldn't that be unlucky if it's the worst part? However you take it. I mean, he is alive. That counts for something, does it not? I surmise. Yeah, I guess I like staying alive. I, I too, enjoy it, the I aspects enjoy of living. Yeah. Well, what a wonderful evening. Out here eating good food with good company under the stars. It's... Oh, this land really is beautiful. Aye, it is. And, uh, you know, you guys all just all lay down, look at the stars as you fall asleep. What do you think stars are made of? Crow, I I know you don't sleep, but we do, and I think we would all appreciate being able to get some sleep. I think they're probably angel farts. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I just thought they were giant balls of gas burning billions and billions of miles away. Well, where do you think that gas comes from? Well, that's a good point. I'm never going to get any shut eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, um, as you guys start to fall asleep, Rainley uh, goes and sits on his boat for a little while, and then you actually hear a... It sounds like something was just dropped in the river, someone just jumped uh, in the ben, river. Ben is up and alert. Kroll is up and drawing his greatsword. Uh, you guys actually run over to the river... Apparently, sword in hand, uh, just to find Rainley swimming against the current and um, kind of just laying there and just relaxing. And uh, oh, um, my man, you scared us to that. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I thought you got killed or something. Oh no, just hanging out with my nature. What do you just have a midnight swim or something? I mean, yeah, basically. What's going on over there? Ah, oh, it's just Ranley's. Just kind of having a midnight swim. Are we skinny dipping? No, no, my liege. That's. <laughs> I mean. Oh yeah, um, there's a couple of sirens unless, here. I think unless, love it. unless you're wanting to. No, I think I'll just relax by the fire. All right. Ranley reassures you that everything is fine. That he's not in any danger. <laughs> think you guys get to bed? Crow just sits staring in the fire. Contemplating afterlife. Sad, <laughs> sad Kroll. Uh, I mean, if Kroll can... He's just dwelling If Kroll can eat despite not needing it, can Kroll sleep despite not needing it? Some part of me doubts that. Now he's probably just sitting around with his little bloodlust boiling in his heart. To be fair. To be, to fair. be fair. To be fair. If you didn't have to sleep, would you want to? You guys all go to bed, right? And wake up in the morning. Feeling like P. Diddy. God, I knew you were going to do wake that. Wake up in the morning feeling like, like P. Diddy. Diddy. Uh, and Rainley's actually already standing on the ship. Good to see that you're awake. Get on board. And I guess we got on board. All right, I'm going to... Uh, Does gra- Rainley never sleep? I'm going to grab my horse's reins and bring him back on the ship. Ben, ben is going to coax Winifred... <laughs> Ask ask her how her morning meal was and uh, get her on the boat. Okay. And Kroll brings her on the boat. Kroll lifts up his horse and just... <laughs> yeah, you guys take back off early in the morning. Get a nice early start to your day uh, as you're cruising down this river. You guys go uh, through the city of Westbach. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty small city. 
it's coming around noontime, and um, as the sun is about just in the middle of the sky, you guys are approaching the city of Weston. As you uh, start to get closer, Rainley slows the ship down to uh, about the just normal pace of the river and flows into town. Uh, this town is right next to the Builder's Road. So uh, if you guys want, he can take you um, to like the main um, docks uh, on the river. Or if you want, he can just pull over right on the side of the canal and uh, just let you guys off. Rainley, why don't you just pull up on the beach right there? That way, you'll be able to uh, depart quickly. I'm sure you're anxious to get back on the river. No worry. But he does indeed pull over and let the three of you off. As Ben is uh, getting ready to depart, he goes over and shakes Rainley's hand. We very much appreciate your help with our getting over here to the road. You're very welcome. And uh, might I say from one sailor to another, fine sailing. He salutes Ben. And then uh, he calls for Lou to come over. Really talks to Lou for a few minutes just about, um, basically just tells him that, glad that he could help. Uh, lets him know that, uh, if he, you know, that he hopes that at some point their paths might cross again, perhaps on another body of water uh, across the beautiful continent of Basinoka. Gives you a handshake and uh, actually lets you guys off for your charge. Okay. Rainley, you wouldn't happen to have a scrap of parchment on you. Uh, mm, goes and ruffles around in his stuff. Uh, yes, apparently I do. And hands okay. you the piece of parchment. So I'm just going to uh, scribble down a quick little note or whatever and uh, take my signet ring and uh, press it into the bottom of it and hand it back to Rainley and say... If ever you're in need of a favor, bring this by the castle and present it, and uh, I'm sure they can take care of whatever you need. Thank you kindly. With that, he casts off with a wave goodbye and is actually now heading back south towards the town of Tornbach. Well, Jeds, do you think that we should stock up on provisions before we leave? I suppose so. Well, Ben, you've been keeping a good accounting of our stores. What? How much do we have now? Well, our rations and everything seem to be fairly full. We haven't. We we've kind of spent quite a bit of time among different towns and taverns, so uh, we haven't gone through a lot of stock. Very well, then. I propose that we just pass through the town and make our way onward. Sounds good. Before we leave town. Lou just wants to stop somewhere real quick and fill up maybe a water skin or two of ale, or uh, maybe if they can find some sort of a small uh, keg or whatever that they can attach to Kroll's horse, something like that. <laughs> no, I mean, no, you know, nothing nothing crazy, just a little bit of extra to bring along with them. So what you're telling me is Lou is just looking for any form of alcohol? I guess. I, I don't know about any form. He's find, not. He's, he's a barrel moonshine. Not exactly looking for pirate grog, but like. <laughs> As you guys approach the town of Weston, uh, the first thing that you notice is that, unlike uh, most of the towns that you've been through recently, Weston is built primarily more out of stone and different bricks rather than wood, just because of its location's a bit further north. Uh, it's it's easier for stone that had been quarried. Uh, it's coming south to get towards um, these port cities. So 
on its way. Uh, the town of Weston is mainly built of stone. As you guys are moving your way through, I think that Lou uh, is able to spot uh, right on the corner. There's this shop, Jameson's Meat and Brew. Kroll pops in, Great buys a keg, and attaches it to his horse. <laughs> Gets what? A keg, I think he said. A whole keg? Wow. Apparently, y'all are going to party. Well, well <laughs> okay, maybe a small barrel or something. I don't know. Not one, but two kegs. Does Kroll have any money, or is he just going to steal this? You're the one who wants... I said buy it, but you... But you said Kroll's do. Well, Kroll's got to put it on his horse anyway. May as well be the one to go and get it. Okay. Put it on his horse. I don't even know how much this is going to cost me. How about uh, you find out? Well, that was kind of what I was getting at. Okay. It sounded uh, like which was what I was about to do, but then it sounded like Kroll was making a beer heist, so. No, I said he goes in, buys some, and then hooks it up to his It's like he got moonshine in the trunk. Um, All right. So I I guess, uh, how about this? Lou will go in with Kroll. Awesome. Standing behind the counter is a tall, slim gentleman, um, short beard, black hair. Is his name perchance Jameson? His name is, in fact, Jameson. What could I do you for? Hello, we are about to embark on a bit of a trip, and we'd like to stock up on a small barrel of ale. Oh, sounds like a fun trip. Well, you know, we just, we like to be well-provisioned. Got anything in mind? Uh, do you make your own ales here? Of course. I'm renownedly known for my mead. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll take a barrel of that, then, a small barrel. Very well. Goes back to a back storeroom behind the counter and comes back with a um, two-gallon barrel and sets it down on the counter. It's going to be uh, 25 gold for you today. Well, thank you, good sir, and I'll uh, give him 25 gold pieces. Very well. Uh, takes the money. Have a good one. And you as well. Uh, so I'm going to hand it to Kroll. I'll say, Kroll, could you tie this to your horse? Not a problem. And Kroll ties it to his horse. As they're uh, exiting, Ben, <laughs> adventure wasn't fun enough for you as it was. Of course not. Well, what can I say, Ben? We need to be well provisioned for our journey. I told you we were well provisioned. Uh, yes, you said we had plenty of food. Yes, uh, and we also have full water skins. Yes, but now we are well provisioned. Who knows, what if we come along some damsel in the forest? I can't exactly entertain with water skins, now can I? Why do I see you bring beer what, on a backpack? What is the likelihood that we're going to find a damsel in the forest? I don't know. If you would have asked me a couple of days ago what the likelihood of being kidnapped and tied up in the forest, what I would have also said very low. For the record, you didn't say very low. You said you didn't know. Can I get moving now? Oh, Ben, let's just go. <sighs> yes, my liege. Ben is going to get back up on Winifred. Okay. We're going. We're going to ride out of town. Yeah. Hit the road and take it east. Moving right along. All right. So you guys are now on the Builder's Road. You know, how about one of you roll a history check for me? I can do that. So, 13. All of you are well aware of what the Builder's Road is. Even those who haven't had a formal education are well aware of both the importance of the road and uh, the timelessness of it. 
the road itself seems to have been there through fall and rise of nation after nation, seemingly since the beginning. Um, the rumor is that long ago it was cloud giants that originally created this road, uh, and it may have been used in ancient conflicts between giants and dragons. But as far as the actual builders of the road, um, the builders are not certain. Nevertheless, this road holds a very, very strong significance uh, as far as all the regions go, considering that it goes through, in some aspect, almost all of them. Uh, and it, it allows for travel completely around the country, following most of the coastline. Along with that, it's a it's a stone-bricked, uh, in some place, smooth-stoned road. There are small communities built all along this road. Um, yeah, people's houses and businesses can be found scattered anywhere, you know, near the road. Uh, as far as the fact that it has a lot of travelers, so there's just a, a lot of foot traffic allowing for business to be possible. Other than that, nothing too special about the road. I take it given its fabled origins and uh, use pretty much around the entire continent, that uh, it's a fairly wide road. It is indeed a fairly wide road. Like wider than an average road, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, definitely wide enough for two full- giants and dragons. <laughs> yeah, uh, wide enough for two full-size carriages next to each other on each side of the road, probably, if the traffic became that dense. So, so like, four carriages wide total, yeah. you're saying? Okay. Yeah, so you guys uh, get on the Builder's Road and you take off. It's been going for quite a while. Again, you guys were leaving town just past midday. I think you've been traveling for four or five hours on the road. And you're getting pretty close to the border between Farland and Murdoch. Haven't quite gotten there when the sun's starting to set and you guys have the choice to make whether you're going to continue through the dark uh, or if you guys are going to decide to camp for the night. I believe that we should at least try and make it into Murdog before uh, we make camp. I agree. Well, we're well-rested and well-provisioned. I don't see a problem with continuing on. Okay. And uh, you guys going to uh, fashion some torches? How are you guys going to go about that? Is uh, it a bright moon Yeah, I'll light one of my torches. It is actually a new moon tonight. Oh, fuck's sake. Bum, bum, okay, bum. we're lighting a torch. Oh, ben will light a torch. Wait, a new moon or a full moon? New moon. Okay. Not, so not werewolf. Nothing. So what's that, like 60 feet vision? I don't know. I haven't probably looked like it 30 up. 30 feet vision. 30 feet, 60 feet dim. Let me, let me find it in the book here. I don't know. Torch burns for one hour, providing bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet. So If you make you a go. melee attack with a burning torch and hit, it deals one fire damage. So an hour of 40 feet of light, 20 of it bright, 20 of it dim. All right. Um, yeah, so as you guys are going on the road... Sunsets and um, instead of uh, the moon rising, it's actually a new moon, and uh, the sky just continually gets darker and darker. The stars themselves are quite bright, but they don't provide any, you know, real light for you guys. So uh, you guys are just in your nice little bubble, just going down this road. Uh, you guys walking uh, three abreast, or are you guys walking like single file? Let's say three abreast. Yeah, I surmise that works. I'll be on the right side and have okay. Lou in the middle. All right, I'll be on the left. All right. So Lou's in the middle, Ben's on the right. 
Yep. Crawls on the line. Right. Yep. So, um, as you guys are going for quite a little while, all of a sudden you guys hear a just a panic scream of a girl uh, in the woods. And she's crying for life, and then suddenly just it's gone. It's at its full peak, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Do we know where it came from? It came from just down the road, directly in front of you. Why not for that? Ben, did you hear that? I mean, yes, we all heard it, I assume, given both of your remarks. We should do something. Are you sure that's the best course of action for now? Something right you are. I'm just making sure that's what he wants to do. We can't leave a woman just alone and in danger in the woods. That wouldn't be honorable. All right. And Ben is going to dismount Winifred and have uh, Lou... Ho- I don't know what the fuck to do with this horse. <laughs> Tell just to stay? That's true. He's Winifred, Winifred and a very good connection. Yeah, so he's going to have Winifred stay, and he's going to uh, make his way towards the direction of the sound. And the other two? I'll dismount and leave Crystal there and just be like, You, uh, stay there. And Crystal runs off. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go off my horse just yet. I want to see if I can hear anything else in the woods. Uh, roll a perception check. Uh, it's nat 20. As Ben and Kroll dismount and start moving forward, Lou decides to stay on his horse, and as he strains his ear, he hears uh, very faintly just like a, a small slurp sound. As Lou is straining his ear to hear, all of a sudden, again, all the noise falls silent, and he hears nothing. And then, immediately, far, far to your your, your like your right side, almost like parallel, or yeah, almost parallel to you, you hear a, a, a very small crack of a twig. I guess I'm gonna try and see if I can get Ben's attention without making too much noise. Ben turns to uh, look at Lou. So I'm just going to, like, basically kind of keeping my hand low so that if there's anybody out there they can't see my hand, I'm going to motion and point towards where I just heard the stick crack from. Ben is going to uh, pass Kroll the torch and draw his longbow and try and make a shot in the direction that uh, Lou was kind of yeah, gesturing. Okay. Uh, make me a an attack roll with disadvantage. I was like, can I can I do something here? What do you want to do? So I'm holding a torch. Mm-hmm. Um when he, when I see him draw his bow, can I try to throw my torch in that direction to like light up the area, sort of like a surprise sort of thing? I mean you Do you remember can. when Joe lit the forest up? Yeah. This isn't me though. I That's know, that I'm just saying but yes, you can. Mistakes have been made in the past. I mean, well, because I'm not... I'm here... The noise is, like, by the road, right? Off in the wooded area next to it, yes. But it was, like, right But it was like right near the road. I mean, didn't exactly say do you need that. To, are you, do you need to make right. some sort of check to see if he can pull this off before I shoot my bow? I just... Uh, oh, wait. You're just... No, wanna, you're throwing of... this into the woods? I was thinking that you said this noise was near the road. Like, so if I, like, threw it down the road, but, like close enough to this thing, would it land on the road or would I be, like, throwing it into the woods? 
I guess roll a strength check for me. Okay. Uh, that's 13 for strength. Okay, make the attack roll with disadvantage, please. Okay. Uh, so that's 7. Right as Ben's about to loose this arrow, Lou tosses his torch towards the edge of the forest, and it lands right in the grass right before the forest, um, and this arrow goes whizzing over top of it into the woods, and you hear it hit into a tree. You didn't see anything when you threw the torch, except all of a sudden, you now hear sound to the left. Uh, Ben's going to whip around and uh, try and shoot another arrow. Uh, shoot all the Another arrows. shot with disadvantage. Okay. Well, I don't need to re-roll. That's a critical fail. As Ben looses his arrow, all of the sudden, standing less than five feet in front of him, holding the arrow is a vampire, staring him down, looking through his eyes, through his soul, and he's going to make an attack roll against him. Well, fuck. He swings his arm to hit Ben. Ben flips his bow around and is able to stop. Uh, this vampire from striking him. Uh, and I'm going to need all three of you guys to roll initiative. We're fighting a vampire. Alright. What do you get? Ten. Okay. Ten. What do you modify? Uh, initiative is plus three. Mine plus one. Okay. Harrison? Uh, Thirteen. And what's your uh, bonus? My bonus is zero. After this vampire actually juts right into the group of you. The horses that are... Uh, the two that have been dismounted are spooked and start kind of running around in circles and creating distance between this vampire and them. Uh, Lou's actually, who's still on top of his horse. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll an animal handling check. 16. Lou's able to, uh, regardless of this vampire that is now spooking Preston, he's able to get Preston under control. And this vampire is going to make another attack against Ben and lands a strong right hook right to Ben's jaw. And Oh, fuck. He went from a 1 to a 20. A strong right hook. This is a boxing vampire. You're going to take 10 points of damage. And Ben, is he's hit so hard that he's actually knocked prone or falls down. Uh, next up is going to be Lou. So the horse doesn't attack independently, right? I don't think the horse attacks at all. It can. Riding horses, they have an action as hooves, and I can use hooves as a melee weapon. I feel like oh. you would spur it to do that if you're riding it. Yeah, I feel that'd probably be your action, unless it says it's a bonus action. What's the damage of the hooves? 2d4 plus 3. So I feel like that's probably going to be my... I was say, if it, unless it says bonus action, it is probably an action. Yeah. My, well, yes, I know. My question was whether or not the horse attacked independently or if me as the rider, if that was taking my attack oh, action. But I, think, I believe I that's, pro- I think that's probably going to be my action. Yeah. I would assume since I have to control the horse. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lou is going to, uh, spur his horse towards the enemy and, um, He's not too far away from me, right? Uh, no, he's right in front of you, basically. Oh, okay. I'm gonna spur my horse in the direction of this guy and, uh, rear my horse back here to try to kick him. Okay. 
Do I add, I don't add any of my modifiers if I'm using nope. the horse, right? No, nope. it'd be the horse's modifiers. Okay, so that's 18. Uh, that will hit. So that's six points of damage. As loose spurs Preston to go forward, Preston is charging, and right as he comes up on the vampire, he raises up on his hind legs and hits this vampire with both of his front hoofs, knocking the vampire back a little bit. Next up is going to be Ben. All right, Ben is going to get the fuck up off the ground. He's going to draw his two short swords and uh, go after the fucker. All right, the first sword is going to be 18 versus AC. That'll hit. And the second one is 11 versus AC. That'll not hit. Okay. Uh, Nine piercing damage on this vampire bro. Okay. Ben puts his bow away and pulls out both of his short sword and charges in his first attack. Uh, he's able to catch just across uh, the shoulder, going down to the chest a little bit. And with his second one, the vampire is able to block his hand and the attack doesn't go through. Uh, next up is Kroll. All right, Kroll's going to take his great sword and attempt to slash this guy. All right. That's a 21. That most definitely will hit. Okay. 10 slashing damage. Just as Ben's hand gets blocked, Kroll draws his great sword and comes down with a heavy blow that this vampire then has to let go of Ben to merely uh, just takes it right on the arm, just almost like he was using his, uh, his forearm like a shield. This vampire is now going to actually cast Charm on Kroll. And I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, great. That's a five. Suddenly, Kroll no longer has his free will, for he is possessed and under the... Con- not possessed, but he's under the control. <laughs> he's possessed! Oh, no! Why is it with my characters and getting taken control of? God damn. After that, the vampire is actually going to use his legendary action to move Whoa. back into the woods. I'm sorry, did you say legendary action? He's I a did vampire. indeed. What do you expect? Move back into the fuck into off. the darkness. Shit. Next up is Lou. Can I see where he moved to in the forest? You saw him jut off to the left side, but where he is at the moment, you are not sure of. Okay. I guess I'm going to ride over and go pick my torch back up so that I can see. Okay. Um, so I'm going to grab my torch, and then I'm just going to yell, uh, Ben, do you see him? Can I make a perception check to see if I see him? For sure. All right. Nat 20 plus 2, 22. Uh, just then, the vampire reappears, standing behind Kroll, and he starts whispering something in his new friend's ear. He just appeared behind Crow. How sharp is the bottom of the torch? <laughs> uh, oh, it's not very. But you can deal sharp, one but fire damage with it. You have a, uh, the ability to sharpen it if you'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to sharpen this torch. All right, that that is going to take your action, though. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Next oh, up is Ben. I'm gonna go over to the vampire fucko. And I am going to, as a bonus action cast, Ensnaring Strike. Okay. 
Next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack, the target must succeed on a strength save or be restrained until the spell ends, which is up to a minute concentration. Okay. If it's a large or bigger creature, which I'm, I'm assuming he's a medium creature, though, has advantage. And while restrained by the spell, the target takes 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of its turns. The creature restrained or one that can touch the creature can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. On a success, the target is freed. Uh, and then he's going to attack him with both of his long swords again. Short swords? Short swords, yes. Sorry, somebody had a long sword. I mean, so he's going to attack him with the short swords again. The first one is 15 versus AC. Just barely going to miss. And yeah, but they're both going to miss. Next up is Kroll, who has been listening to the, the, the whispers in his ears. Uh, and he is now going to calmly and steadily move towards Lou and Preston, and he's going to make an attack against Preston, actually. So, I need you to make an attack roll. And, Harrison, I need you to make an animal handling check. I rolled a 9, which I highly doubt is going to hurt Preston. Uh, it's a 14. Uh, yeah, so, this giant great sword is swinging towards Preston's head when Lou yanks on the reins and Preston does a quick circle and um, is able to just dodge this attack. Now we're back up. The vampire is now going to rush at Ben uh, and he's going to make an attack against him. A 14? No, that won't hit. Alright. Second attack is a 15. That won't hit either. All right. This vampire runs at Ben and uh, with both of his hands and claws attempts to make a strike, but Ben is able to just deflect these hands away from him. Next up is Lou. All right. Well, since the vampire is now not looking at me, I'm going to try to turn Preston around and uh, charge forward and plunge this now sharpened torch right into his back. Okay. I'm going to give you advantage on this roll since you're on horseback. Okay. You want me to roll with weapon or like just... Uh, uh, roll a plus strength. Okay. 16. As Lou just turns Preston around, now seeing the vampire exposed and vulnerable, he spurs Preston on and... As right as he's about to hit a full sprint, Lou takes this torch, which he has sharpened the bottom of, and plunges it through the vampire's back into its heart. And the vampire simply freezes exactly where he is and falls over, and he's as hard as rock. Everything is completely stilled in the exact same place as he was when he uh, was struck. Uh, I want to dismount and run over and like smack Kroll in the face. Kroll, snap out of it! Make a uh, a wisdom saving throw. That's a 12. Kroll's going to go to make a unarmed strike at Lou for just hitting him. It's a 6. That's not going to do it, bud. You going to try and break him out of this spell again, or...? Yeah, um, I think, uh... I've got a shield as well, so I think I'm actually going to, like, kind of hold my shield to protect myself, but again, I'm going to, like, just, like, smack him across the face. Kroll, you've got to fight it! Make a wisdom saving throw. That's a six. Again, this time he comes at you with his sword. 
You are one lucky <laughs> bastard. That's an eight. So this time I'm actually gonna, um, I think I'm just gonna, like, shield bash him. Just, like, not, like, you know, hard, but, like, just, like, straightforward, just, like, smash it into him. Crawl now! Uh, make a constitution saving throw. That'd be a ten. Indeed, you do solve your problem of Kroll being charmed. However, Kroll is knocked unconscious uh, and falls out. Finally is getting the rest that was unavailable to him before. Uh, and you guys now have a stunned vampire that is actually uh, not dead. It is completely frozen, but the vampire itself is still alive. So how you guys want to handle this situation, we will resolve on another day, but as of now, the three adventurers are going to uh, collect some firewood, start a small fire, and uh, settle down right next with this uh, this frozen vampire for the night.